Since the Ukraine-Russia war broke out in February, I've been making regular appearances on news programming on cable TV channel News Nation. Used to be called WGN America. My interviews began with commentary on Ukraine, but with the ratcheting of tension between China and the U.S., they've grown to include Taiwan. A law school classmate and good friend who occasionally catches me on TV asked me to explain the geostrategic importance of Taiwan on the next news show I did. Now, my friend is probably the smartest person I know. He's an engineer and a patent lawyer and once worked for a Chinese tech company. So when he asks, I, I know it's important. The problem with his request is the time constraint that I face on cable TV news programming. Even with the relatively generous time News Nation allots me, I'm competing with forest fires, mass shootings, presidential pronouncements, and canceled space launches. I usually get two to three or maybe four minutes to talk about the latest military foreign policy crisis. That's about two to four hundred words, or maybe a page to a page and a half of typewritten content. It's nowhere near enough time to explain the complexities of China, U.S., Taiwan. The seven to ten minutes I usually allocate for this podcast isn't near enough either, but let's give it a shot. First, one must understand geography. Taiwan sits just over 100 miles off the coast of China, north of the Philippines and south of Okinawa, the southernmost island of Japan, where I was once a guest of the United States government uh, via the United States Air Force for a period of time. Now, its location, Taiwan's location, that is, dominates the sea lanes through which 30% of all the world's commercial ocean shipping passes. A huge portion of China's trade passes by ship through this area, as do significant portions of Japan, South Korea, Taiwan trade. Were China to control Taiwan, it would control these sea lanes. Taiwan's long and complicated history includes Chinese immigration, Dutch and Spanish colonial control, and Japanese attempts at invasion. After European colonialism, China controlled Taiwan until 1895. That's when the Japanese went control. The Japanese used Taiwan as a base for World War II invasions. Then after World War II, Taiwan was returned to Chinese control. In 1949, the Chinese nationalists under Chiang Kai-shek lost the Chinese Civil War to Mao Zedong and the Communists. The Nationalists evacuated to Taiwan and have held it ever since. So that's 600 years, give or take, of history in two paragraphs. The Red Chinese government periodically escalated tensions over Taiwan in the 1950s and 60s, but Taiwan was legally recognized by the United Nations and the U.S., most of the world, as the legitimate government of all of China, not the communist regime. That ended with President Richard Nixon and Secretary of State Henry Kissinger, who opened up trade with mainland China and recognized its government, leading eventually to the United Nations replacing the nationalist government with the communist government 
as the recognized government of mainland China. With that opening of trade, China has grown to the second largest economy in the world and a prime trading partner with the U.S. We all know the U.S. suffers a huge trade imbalance with China. We buy about two and a half times as much from China as it buys from us. U.S. companies took advantage of cheap Chinese labor by moving manufacturing from the United States to China, which further fueled Chinese economic growth. Today, General Motors sells four times as many Buicks in China as it does in the United States. So during that period, Taiwan has also experienced terrific economic growth. An example of this is that Taiwan currently manufactures 90% of the world's semiconductors, those little bits that control so much of what all our devices do, whether it's cars, computers, or controllers. Should China take control of Taiwan, it would represent a breach of the Western Pacific strategic line the U.S. holds from South Korea to Japan through Okinawa, Taiwan to the Philippines. Although the U.S. no longer has military forces on Taiwan, it counts Taiwan as a staunch ally and sells lots of military equipment, including F-16 fighter planes, to Taiwan. Should China do so, it would enable China to more easily project power, both military and economic, throughout Southwest Asia and the Western Pacific. Japan would almost certainly feel more threatened, thus remilitarizing. Japan and China have fought multiple wars over the last centuries. With that history, it's likely that we would see far greater instability in Asia. Taiwan today is a vibrant democracy. Based on what we've seen the Chinese government do to the democracy that existed in Hong Kong when it was a British protectorate, and what it has done to the Uyghurs, as well as to Tibet, it is safe to assume the same would happen to Taiwan. So there's your primer. Not a dissertation, but a primer on why Taiwan is so strategically important, not only to the U.S., but also to China and the rest of the world. This is Bill Enyard with Reflections from the River. The website is www.billenyard.com. That's www.billenyard.com. And you can email me at bill at billenyard.com. Audio production by Tom Calhoun www.paguytom.com. Thanks for listening.